This is the Positive EQ Perspective, where you'll find a more positive outlook on life by developing your emotional intelligence. My name is Kirsty Gwynn, I'm a coaching psychologist and speaker, and I'm passionate about helping people to experience more calm, contentment, and joy every day. The foundation of emotional intelligence is self-awareness, and a big part of that is knowing who you are and what you want. And feeling unclear about those things can create a lot of anxiety, and it can have you questioning the path that you're taking at any given moment. One of the reasons that I absolutely love emotional intelligence is because it's given me a stronger sense of what's important to me, what motivates me, and what I enjoy. You see, when you feel clear about who you are, what you want, and what your values are, you're able to make clear-minded decisions. You essentially have a reference point to come back to, something to help you to navigate life's big decisions and a strong sense of self as your foundation. I think we know how important that is. So here are three ways that emotional intelligence can help you to figure out who you are and what you want. Firstly, understanding your strengths will help you to figure out what you'll enjoy on a day-to-day basis. So this is most important when it comes to work. This is one of the biggest questions that we face often in our work life. What will I enjoy doing? And we it's so important to uncover that because most of us want to spend our day-to-day lives doing something that we get enjoyment from. That's part of having a satisfying life. But for many of us, when we're trying to figure out what we enjoy from a work point of view, we immediately think either of one, what we're interested in, or to what we're good at, right? So if we're interested in people, we think, well, naturally, then maybe I'll enjoy a career in psychology. Or if we're interested in maths, then it seems logical that we we would enjoy doing something with numbers. But interest alone is not enough to build your life around or your career around. There are plenty of things that I find interesting that I wouldn't necessarily want to spend my whole day doing. For example, in school, I actually wanted to be an architect. I really loved the idea. It really interested me, um, interested me and I thought it would be awesome to spend my day designing these beautiful houses um, and, and so on. Luckily, I spent a day job shadowing an architect and I pretty quickly realized that you know, if I got bored of it in one day and I got frustrated a lot of the bits, I probably shouldn't build a career around that. Right? It just wasn't enough. So being interested in something, maybe there's something for you, where you think, yeah, I'm, you know, this is an interest, but I don't necessarily, I don't feel that that interest could sustain me on a day-to-day basis. Being good at something isn't enough of a guide either, right? Just because we're good at something doesn't actually necessarily mean that we enjoy it. I remember in school, a friend confided in me that she'd only applied to study medicine because people had always been telling her, like, you, you would make a good doctor, She wasn't even sure that she would like it all that much. She kind of just naturally gone into that. And I think a lot of us can relate to that idea. A colleague once also told me that people were always telling him what a good leader he was. But truthfully, he absolutely detested being in a leadership position. He said he found it completely exhausting, so draining. And so despite the fact that he was good at it, it wasn't something that he actually liked. I am... 
something that I get told that I'm good at is kind of arranging or organizing things such as, you know, holidays or events. But I would absolutely hate a job in that, to be honest, if that was actually my full-time job, whereas there are people that feel really energized by that. And so on that topic, what I love about emotional intelligence and specifically what we're talking about here is using positive psychology to boost our emotional intelligence, right? That's the approach that I take. I love the science of positive psychology. What I love about this approach is that it's different. Positive psychology helps you to uncover your strengths. Now, strengths in positive psychology are pretty different to what you might traditionally know strengths to be. Like maybe you're already thinking, but you just told me not to focus on what I'm good at and all that that's not enough necessarily to find out what I enjoy. And now you're saying focusing on your strengths and isn't that the same thing? In positive psychology, strengths are not actually what you're, you're so good at, but what strengthen you, what energize you, right? What, what give you energy and feed you. So you know how sometimes there are things that you do and you just feel completely invigorated afterwards. So you know, there might be certain things that you just you do them and you, it seems not to take energy from you, but it actually seems to give you energy. And many of those activities you're going to find yourself gravitating towards, but there might be a wide variety actually. So this strength-based approach, which looks at what different things actually invigorate us and energize us, helps me to understand that there's a common thread that runs through so many of the activities that I love. So one of my top strengths turned out to be something called perspective. When I learned that, I realized that perspective is really at the, the heart of why I enjoy my work. So it helped me to define that what I, I most enjoy is helping people to change perspective, which is why I'm always talking about thinking differently about things or being able to feel differently. Um, I was always doing that, but I didn't really necessarily have the language to describe it. And I wasn't always able to clearly understand what was it about that that really you know, I, I enjoyed so much. It also helped me to understand the nuance that I often found existed in my work. So over the years, there have been aspects of my work that I just find absolutely thrilling and so enjoyable and so energizing. And then there were certain things that I I just completely didn't enjoy at all. Uh, I think we all you know can relate to that. That's part of any job. However, if I had taken an interest-based approach, I might have been confused by this. So for example, when I deliver certain trainings, I absolutely love them and I feel great after I've delivered that training. But then there are other trainings or workshops that I would deliver and I just would feel exhausted afterwards. I wouldn't really enjoy them and I'd feel quite confused about what was the difference between those because if I were to define it from a point of, of interest, I would have said, oh, well, I enjoy delivering workshops or trainings, right? That's what I'm interested in. If I had taken that from a good at perspective, I would have said, oh, okay, well, I'm good at delivering trainings or workshops. But how come sometimes that was what I loved and sometimes I absolutely, I really disliked it or detested it? And what I realized from the strength-based approach, what it helped me to, to understand and to define is that it was about helping people to change perspective. And that was the essential ingredient. I was able to 
clearly differentiate that in certain trainings, the focus was on helping others to change perspective, to think differently, to feel differently. And in other trainings, the focus wasn't on that. And it was more about delivering information and so on that didn't have that same effect. And those were the trainings that I found really draining. So despite the fact that they were both trainings and workshops, it's meant that I'm able to clearly always reflect at any point in my career, you know, I want to be shifting towards helping people to change perspectives because I know that that's the part that I really enjoy. If I didn't understand this, I might make very different choices and possibly go down a path that I was surprised to find, oh, I don't enjoy it to take on a job that I I um, would find, oh, I, I don't enjoy that. Right? And I've, I feel grateful to the emotional intelligence perspective that I'm able to understand this is what it is about this that I enjoy, right? Um, and, and that's really what it can give to you too. You'll notice too that when you identify what this common thread is, that strength will underlie a lot of the activities that you enjoy, even if they're very variable, they're very different. So I also see my love of perspective in the fact that I really get invigorated by listening to podcast interviews or watching you know, video interviews with inspirational people. It's really about embodying their perspective, loving hearing their perspective and expanding my own perspective. Perspective, I believe, is also the reason that I love reading novels. I absolutely love stepping into someone else's shoes and embodying someone else's perspective through a, a good book. Right? And similarly, I love a television show that I feel does that particularly well and, and that feels very accurate in portraying someone's perspective. So being aware of your strengths will mean that you're better able to know what sort of things you enjoy when it comes to work, as well as, of course, when it comes to your hobbies or however else you want to spend your day-to-day -day life. This is really the foundation of emotional intelligence, being aware of what you enjoy so that you can use that information to make choices that you can feel confident will make you happier. So ask yourself, what is the common thread that runs through your different interests? What is it about those things that leaves you feeling energized and feeling invigorated? Secondly, understanding the purpose beneath your goals will help you to stay motivated with your goals. And that's another thing emotional intelligence can give us. When it comes to our goals, emotional intelligence goes a little deeper and helps us to uncover what exactly is motivating us about that goal. So rather than just pursuing a goal because it's your goal, you'll build awareness as to why some goals motivate you and others just don't. This is about discovering what gives you a sense of meaning and purpose. And once you know this, once you're clear on what is the driving force behind your goals, you can then use that information to motivate you. You can apply it to other goals where maybe you don't feel as motivated yet, right? So a sense of purpose is something that has been found to help us stay resilient when we face obstacles on the path to achieving our goals. If we aren't clear why we're pursuing the goal or why it's meaningful to us, it's really easy to second guess it when we get rejected or something doesn't work out. But being clear on what motivates you personally and what gives you a sense of purpose means that you can hold on to that purpose when the going gets tough. 
you can use that sense of purpose to motivate yourself to keep going. And that's why people with a clear sense of purpose tend to persevere for much longer and therefore also more likely to achieve their goals. So asking yourself, why does this goal mean so much to me, right? Is there a bigger purpose behind it? Does it benefit someone or something bigger than myself? Building that awareness. And then finally, understanding your negative emotions will help you to figure out what's important to you, right? Who you are in terms of your values. Emotional intelligence gives us the power to benefit from our negative emotions. When we develop our emotional intelligence, we learn that difficult feelings can actually be really useful. They can help you to understand what your values are, what's important to you, and what you want going forward. This helps us to be more resilient. Personally, it's really given me the courage to face my difficult feelings because I trust with absolute certainty that you know, facing those feelings is not just going to be some difficult, painful experience, but I'm going to leave with some really valuable insights about who I am. And rather than that emotion holding me back, it's actually going to be helping me to move forward or propelling me forward. I spoke about um, this topic of being able to learn from our negative emotions in a previous podcast called How to Unlock the Wisdom in Your Negative Emotions. If you'd like to dive deeper into this, you can search for that, How to Unlock the Wisdom in Your Negative Emotions. So the next time you're experiencing a difficult feeling, I invite you to try and get curious. Ask yourself, what is this feeling trying to tell me about what's important to me? What is it trying to tell me about who I am? as a person. In a way, all of this is about learning to speak the emotional language, right? Being able to understand what it is about something that we enjoy and then using that information to enjoy life more. Being able to understand what is motivating us and using that to feel more motivated. And then being able to understand how our negative emotions guide us closer to our true selves. If you're looking to calm negative thoughts, accept yourself and live joyfully, then you need my free roadmap to overcome negative thinking. You'll discover seven steps to follow, as well as three mistakes most people make trying to improve their mindset and life that only make things worse. Visit positiveeq.com forward slash free. That's positiveeq.com forward slash free.